Good afternoon. So, it has been a while. Today is Saturday, the uh, 1st of February, 2014. It's about 50, 40, 50 degrees out. And that's in the afternoon, so that's, that's how long it took to get to where it was nice enough to go outside. I'm walking today with Mr. Jasper. Mr. Jasper says hello. The air has actually been nice enough, warm enough, that it was okay to go walking, I'd say about a week ago. The problem is all of the ice. Because we've been freezing overnight, and then slowly, slowly getting rid of the snow during the day. So then it freezes again overnight, which has made the morning walks treacherous. So, so yeah, I haven't been doing that. We've been on a bit of a hiatus there, and I hope no one is minded. Hope I didn't lose anybody. But it's a lovely day today. Oh, so much has happened, I don't even know where to start. Well, first of all, still off my uh, schedule for the three or four books a, a year thing. Three is still entirely doable. I mean, if we lost all of January, we'd be okay with three. I think I'm at about 70,000 words, which means I'd only need to do 20,000 to be done. Each, you know, I was hoping to be done by Groundhog Day. That's not going to happen. But to be done by the beginning of March, that's not so bad. And, uh, and actually, that's a worst case scenario because if I'm putting in a thousand words a day, it'll be more like 110. Hundred? Uh, yeah, more like 100 by the end of March. So that's good. Um, it's been a wrinkle in that as well, though. Recently, Chuck Wendig and uh, Matt Wallace and somebody I don't know got into this thing about script writing versus novel writing. Matt Wallace was basically the voice of the full-time script writer. And... Uh, the other two are arguing the merits of being either hybrid or full-time novel writing. And, uh, the, so Matt Wallace wrote out a blog post that basically really changed the way I've been thinking about this. Um, his argument was, and, and you got to understand, I give credence to anybody who is a full-time writer. I, I am listening to anybody who will do that over all of these others. So, I mean, we hear about people saying, I tried this promotion or that promotion, I'll sort of listen and I'll see what I can glean from it. But when somebody says this, they make their entire livelihood by writing, you know, I'll sit up and listen. Uh... Nathan Lowell says he's trying something. I'm going to see if I can do it. Chuck Wendig says he saw something interesting. I'm going to give it a shot. Or at least evaluate it for myself. So, so here comes Matt Wallace. 
and he's saying long isn't the best thing. He doesn't argue that there are people who make money with it, but he would argue that we all know their names. We've seen them for years, and that for every Rowling or Stephen King, there are thousands of workers, writers, who are doing this professionally and at the same time not making a lot. Um, they, uh, and see, now I thought it was just me. Uh, I make, all right, when, when I first started with Tumblr, I was making about $200 a month. That's without any promotion, anything like that. It was enough to make a car payment. And that was way cool for me. Writing is paying for my car. I write two books. Now it's paying for my rent. All right, maybe not that well, but... You know, you write several books that starts paying for more things until you get to where you get 10 books and maybe you got enough to start doing that full-time and throw away the side job, which, you know, up until you do that, it's your main job. So that was how I started. That was how we were doing with Tumblr. And something happened. I forget when. It was a couple of three years ago. Something happened with the Amazon ranking or Amazon's recommendation system. I don't know what it was. But it was sort of like the time when Calls for Cthulhu was listed on Wikipedia. For a while there, we had crazy traffic. People were just everywhere, just asking about it, watching the show. Oh my God, it's so amazing. How come I never knew about this? Blah, blah, blah. Which is lovely, yes. But as soon as we, the Wikipedia editors decided that we weren't important enough, they kicked us out of that. I mean, we were listed on the main page for Cthulhu. I mean, you search for Cthulhu, you would find calls for Cthulhu listed as additional links. Which is really cool. I'm going to go out here and say, by the way, I didn't do it. I did not put us in there. I am seriously jazzed and honored that someone else thought to do that. And God knows I reaped the rewards of it. But in case anybody thought that was astroturfing, it wasn't. Um, so anyway, in the same vein, Tumblr had this golden era where it was selling. I mean, I could go to my self-publishing website every hour and see that I'd sold more copies. And then something happened. And just like when Calls for Cthulhu was uh, pulled out of Wikipedia in the same way, when Tumblr was uh, altered, whenever they changed their algorithm, whatever happened, suddenly Tumblr was not selling very well at all. It went from selling hundreds of copies every month to tens 
if that, selling a hundred a month maybe. So then I thought, okay, well, maybe I'd reached the saturation point. Maybe I'd gotten enough writing. I mean, I'd gotten enough stories out there. I'd gotten all of my, all of the fans I was likely to get, but Hidden Institute, that'll pick it right back up. And it didn't. Hidden Institute did about as well as uh, as Tumblr was doing at that point, which is to say, tens of copies. And it dropped faster than Tumblr did. To where, you know, you sell 10 copies a month, you feel like you're doing well. I remember one time I was at Balticon, and I was talking about uh, Discount Miracles, and I was on a panel, and they asked the panel, how many actual copies have you sold? And now I told them, well, Discount Miracles just now shipped, so hasn't sold a lot. And I said, okay, but how many, really? I said, three. And there was just this dead silence. You gotta understand, I tell that story, without shame. Because if I can't move the product, then that's the shame. It's not whether people know it or not. So I honestly found it a little bit funny. And Discount Miracles is another good example. That's one that I put time and effort into. I put it out there. It just wasn't the interest. And I don't know, it could be a discoverability thing, because clearly, when, uh, when Amazon liked us, we were selling pretty well. And then when Amazon didn't like us, we weren't selling at all. Give you an example. I put the Hidden Institute up on Amazon as a free download, and about 2,000 copies were given away in the space of a weekend. I do not believe that that is solely because they were free. I believe you could give that to be nine-tenths of the reason it sold, sorry, the reason it was given away, but by that same metric, that would be if I were selling it at, say, a dollar more than that, and it had the same kind of discoverability, then it would have sold 200 copies over that same weekend. And that would have been, uh, let's see, 200, 100 would be $33, so $66. I would have made $66 over that weekend. Assuming that I'm right, that a book does 10 times as well for free as it does for a dollar. I don't have numbers on that, can't prove it. But in my time of testing, that's been approximately what I've seen. So anyway, so anyway, what I'm getting at is I'm putting together thousand words a day on average. I am 
putting together a 90,000 word book over three or four months. Putting a lot of effort into it. Trying to make the story as good as I can. You know, pouring your heart and soul into it. And what we're getting is a hundred, two hundred dollars, something like that. If I bought Microsoft Word, it would wipe out all of the profits from writing the book. This is after podcasting it, which means that for every, let's see, every chapter, it was about an hour recording and two hours editing. So three hours of work times 15, that's uh, 45 hours there, plus, let's say half an hour per thousand, closer to an hour really, per thousand, so uh, 1,000 hours, 1,045 hours of work, and about $200 return in the first few months. This is not referring to Invito Rex. This is not referring to Hidden Institute. This is referring to, this is not Discount Miracles. This is what I'm seeing as an average. Thousand hours of work, a few hundred dollars in profit. There's not a job in the world that would take that. So, and now I know there's all kinds of intricacy that goes into it. Promotion, whatnot. And I figured, look, I may just not have it. I may not have reached critical mass on listeners, viewers, fans, readers, whatever. I just don't have it yet. And I've been saying for a while, it's all about the back catalog. That was what Nathan was saying. It's all about the back catalog. You have the books, you'll get the sales. So, that was the plan. Now, along comes this blog post, where Matt Wallace walks through pretty much the same result I got. He made the same kind of sales, after the same kind of efforts on self-publishing, and much so I to say this, I think you're going to get similar results from traditional publishing. We are passionate storytellers. We put a lot of effort into this, and right now, well, fiction, novel, prose, fiction, it's a hard place to break into. If you got the audience, it's awesome. If you don't have the audience, it's a whole lot of work without just rewards.
So he lays that out, but he doesn't just do it to be mean. He doesn't just do it to say, you're not alone. He says, I can get a job. It says, give me a script in four weeks, first draft, and I'll give you $3,000. He said, in one month's work, I got $3,000. In a year's work worth of prose, fiction writing, you get 100 or so. Now, I'm obviously... I'm just saying what I remember of it. I'm probably entirely wrong about how much it actually was. But you get the idea. The heart of it was the money is not in novel writing so much. Basically, the trade-off that he drew was if you're script writing, no one will know your name. But you'll get a paycheck. If you are writing novels, podcasting, promoting, doing your absolute best to get out there, you will have a small clutch of fans. They will know your name. They will love your work. And you'll starve. So... So basically, while I'm not giving up on work in progress, or in Vito Rex, or in fact the entire Noblesse Oblige series, I've started on a new project as well. It's called Unstuck. And, uh, and it's a script. So, <laughs> posted danger, keep off ice. No walking, skating, sledding, sliding, or other activities permitted on pond. No access permitted. What? No swimming? So, yeah, don't go out on the ice. Especially when it's 50 degrees outside. Sit. Stay. There's more people out here than normal, so Mr. Jasper is a feared. Alright, we're going to grab a picture here, as you do, stay, ah, here come the birds, they think we have money, or food rather, they don't want our money, right now, as far as we know. Stay there. Good boy. What a pretty puppy. Jasper? No, sit. Good boy. Jasper? Good boy. All right. All right. We got our picture now. So, yeah, turns out there aren't any really good free uh, script writing tools out there. I'm uh, going to give Scrivener a shot, but the one everybody wants, the one, the gold standard for script writing, 
is Final Draft. And once we see if this works, I may get it. Right now there's a desperate freeware program called Celtics, and I'm using that for the moment. They're desperate to uh, get you to use their online version and get a cloud account and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, you have to sign up for an account. Once you sign up for the account, they give you the downloadable version. So I got that. Then I basically ignored the account. So the way I figure it is, either one, it's not going to work out, people aren't going to like my work, I'm not going to be able to get a job with doing this, no kind of part-time anything, or two, it is going to work out, which means that I'm not going to want to be spending, what was it, $10, $20 a month? I'm not going to spend $2,400 every year for their cloud service to write text. Uh, if it pays out, I buy final draft day one. Anyway, um, so yeah, until then, fairly simplistic tool for it. I started writing an idea I had a long, long, long time ago. Going to see if working my back channels. I think that's how uh, JC Hutchins refers to it. I'm going to be working my back channels, which is a coarse and rude way of saying talk to my friends and ask them for help. Because it turns out I got a few names I can drop in Hollywood out there on the West Coast. I know a couple of people who are, and I cannot tell you how proud I am of them, to say they are making money, they are making bank, and they are not just making their living wages, they are getting crazy successful in the screenwriting thing. So, so yeah, I'm going to write this. And then when I'm done, I'm going to sit at the feet and learn how one goes about getting this job. First question I asked was, so you guys do this for a living. Do you think I've got a shot? <laughs> You've read my writing. Um, am I just wasting my time? And uh, no, they said, give it a shot, try it. So, so yeah, honestly, I think the difficult part is going to be the, you know, cold calling passing script around to people saying, look, this is the kind of thing you're looking for. This is the kind of thing I write. Let me help you out. 
And I figure, all right, month's worth of work, $3,000. And I'm pretty sure that, I mean, that's, that's what uh, Matt Wallace said in that blog post. And I'm pretty sure that that's not, you know, a static every month, $3,000 kind of thing. Nor do I expect that's the only commission he took. I would fully expect that he planned to write two scripts and make twice as much money, at least. So, I believe I can write a script, I mean a full first draft, in a month, in my spare time. I mean, we were talking about writing a novel in three or four months. So writing a script for, say, an hour and a half, that's less, I think. And let's say, doing the numbers, let's say that I can write a full script in a month and that I can, because I have no connections, I mean, well, all right, I, get, I know some people, but I don't have any history on that coast. No one knows my name. Because I'm coming out there as a complete nobody, and I offer them, here's calls for Cthulhu, here's four published novels, five published novels, and here's a script. Let's say I only make 66% of what he's talking about. I choose 66% because it's a nice round number. Comes to $2,000. If I can make $2,000 in a month, it'll be better than a year of novel writing. That is a fact. And then the next time, they send out one of those little surveys saying, you're an author. How often have you published? How much money do you make per year? I will be in a whole different income category. Also, and this is my key thing. This is something that's in the back of my mind every time I put pen to paper. I still have massive credit card debts, and while we are working on it, slowly putting a little bit here and a little bit there away, I want to knock that out. That's a goal. It's a goal and it's a fear that sticks in my head. and. I could make $2,000 a month for two years, I would pay off my debt entirely. 
That's impressive. If I can make $2,000 on one script in one month, Well, that's a Disney vacation right there, isn't it? Well, most of a Disney vacation. So when we go out there, I want to go and do it right. I want to go out there and do all of the cool stuff. Give the EP the best possible time. So, anyway. That's where I end up. I've got possibility of if it makes any money at all, basically. It will be more than I have made in a year of writing. It's a sad fact, but it's a motivating one. And let's face it. writing scripts. You know I'm going to write a Noblesse Oblige script. Who knows, this may be the way that we finally get to see Bear Polo in a film. Wouldn't that be lovely? Excuse me. It's only four o'clock. I'm falling asleep already. Who do you think would play Dizzy? I know the chances of that are so incredibly remote it's not even worth considering, but I do keep thinking about it. Who would play Dizzy? I've never seen him really as a physical actor, but I'd kind of like to see uh, Jason Gordon Levitt. You know, the skinny kid from, uh, oh, dream movie, I can't think of it now. Inception. Robin from the Dark Knight series. I think he would be an interesting choice. I'd like to see the guy who played Victor from uh, Dollhouse as Cliffy. That would be cool. He has a great physical presence and I could see him jumping in and out of the two characters. I mean, the noble one and the ignoble one. Quickly. Hello! So we've reached the door, and I will talk to you guys later.